I would like to invite any questions, please. Yes. Well, for my sins, I tried to translate the Bengali, Hindi, Urdu, and even looked up the Sanskrit got forgiven. And the problem, of course, with the with our Indian friends is that they have such a gigantic scale. Yeah. There was a great Sir John Marshall, the great archaeologist of India, said that the Hindus conceive like giants and execute like jewelers. And sometimes as pygmies. Alas. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> on the one hand, they have this, this vastness of sophistication. Uh, uh, for instance, in the Natya Shastra, for example, on uh, the treatise on the theater, it's laid down precisely what meter, what poetic verse you, know, you use for what particular part in a particular drama. And on the other hand, you mentioned synonyms, which in other words, it has this highly sophisticated grasp, and at the same time, the synonyms of the so-called primitive peoples, like, for instance, the Eskimos have said, we're told 400 words for snow. Yes, quite right. <laughs> and that is, is, is apparently is the problem for us, and in English, where we, we don't have that ability for portmanteau words. I think it would be better translated into Russian, as a matter of fact, because, uh, you know, there you can make a more portmanteau words. And uh, I find the great problem is this fantastic, sophisticated filigree yes, uh, right. uh, work of, of the Hindu thinking. Because the Arta Shastra, for example, which is on state statecraft, really, um, <coughs> makes Machiavelli look like chapter one. And the Natya Shastra makes Aristotle's Poetics look like chapter two of a vast encyclopedia of the theater. And I'm rather appalled at the fantastic Almost a degree of filigree to hypertrophy, you know. You, I, you I, told our, I told our friend Robert Payne the other day that being a Hindu, I can understand a Hindu, but good heavens, if anybody won't try to understand a Hindu, God forbid, <laughs> because it be, they're so difficult. At every level, we have a different meaning to every different thing, and so we justify ourselves very easily, you know, and we get away from everything by, by our cleverness and our little filigree. Well, for instance, just yes. the thing we would say a book of stories or an anthology of stories, you see, or a collection of stories, what do they call it? An ocean of an stories. An ocean of stories, yes. And, then many and, and believe me, in that book, an ocean of story, are all the fairy tales that you've ever read in any language. And then many of them have been lost also, There's a lot of it lost. But however, I, I, what I would like to hear from someone is whether there's any such theory of the world in any European tradition or Oriental tradition. Because this seems to me that I, what I say that today the Western poets will discover this, the discipline of Sanskrit poetry, not they will do something remarkable because of this sense of the primary sound. Well, Ginsburg is called Well, Gim <laughs> Gims versus horizontal, you see. <laughs> so uh, I don't think he's quite, quite vertical. So, so it is. Huh? And this is the book for your, your copy of my book.
I'd like to introduce you to Young Hill Khan, who comes from Korea. And I think I told you a little while ago about my fortunate habit of having a lot of books by my bed. And one of them was Roger Rouse. And another one called it The Grass Roof, the fantastically beautiful evocation of childhood in Korea by Young Hill Khan, a book I thoroughly recommend to anybody, everybody. He's going to, he told me just now that Though he's been in America for more than 40 years, I think, he's never been asked to discuss the Korean language and the problems of translation from Korea. He's going to do it now for the first time. Thank you. As I said to Robert Payne, you know, I was never asked to speak on Korean language or literature, although I did slip in something about Korea in my teaching, comparative literature, a course called The Orient in English and American Literature, where I cover, you know, all, all these uh, things. Uh, but mostly Chinese and Japanese, you know, the Chinese influence, Taoism, and other things, Shinoaseri, what the French call, which I worked on a number of years, uh, giving a special exhibition on uh, uh, Chippender or, you know, Lacquer, uh, Martin's cabinet, and uh, Chinaware. And uh, I'm delighted to be able to come here uh, and to be asked on something Korean. Korea never had any demand in America. Even after Japan attacked Pearl Harbor, then we defeated Japan, we were only interested as American soldiers there to kill Koreans. We killed millions for nothing, of course. We supported these SOB dictators. That's what we were doing in Southeastern Asia, of course. We don't care. Of course, people were never baptizing things oriental, just like Mr. Richard Nixon, you know. You never had any education in your life. But that's all right. That's the way you run a country. But I want to tell you something about Korean. But I never studied Korean in my life. You know how it happened? When I was born and when I grew up a little bit trying to learn something, A, B, C, D. But Japanese didn't allow us to learn the Korean language. So I had to learn Japanese, memorize, you know. Tennoa Shinzei Nari, the emperor is sacred. He couldn't be violated. All the Japanese songs called Wuda, you know, we memorized. But never anything Korean, because we were too poor to pay the fine and too much afraid of getting tortured in prison, you know. But anyway, it uh, didn't matter because I never learned English anyway in the systematic way. I was no good as a student or scholar. You know, I came to college in America. Why? They were teaching me English and I began to study. I paid tuition, plenty of money too. They began to teach us, I am thou art he, she's. You are good, she's gooder. He's the goodest of all. Bad and better than baddest. That regulations I learned. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. So I couldn't learn much. I got so bored, you know. I used to go out, you know. After the roll call, Mr. Kang, I used to go out, out of the professor's sight, you know. I went to my room and read Shakespeare and Charles Dickens and Shelley and Keats. That satisfied me, and I was happy. I never learned English, you know, A, B, C, D. Even now, after D, I don't know what comes. <laughs> Although I do know if you write W, I know how it looks, you know. So when I was uh, uh, in the Army, both private, U.S. Army, you know, they gave me a job, decode, ciphering codes. And I didn't know the number, you know, whether M was 15th or 20th. So I had to go downtown to get a children's, you know, grammar book. I pasted that on my desk, you know, that so I knew the number, you know. Hell, I never learned any English anyway, all by myself. So how did I learn it? Shakespeare I loved, Shelley I loved, Browning, John Donne I loved. Unconsciously, after reading thousand times, I memorized. So if somebody spoke to me, I said, you ask me to take a walk downtown, then I would answer. If you say I, the king will not say nay. Let us go. That's how I learned. When some girl walked on the hill, you know, I wanted to get his attention. I said, behold her singer in the field, yon solitary highland lass. He understood. But the funny thing is, he didn't know I was quoting the late poet of Shakespeare. The American college boys are too dumb, you know. They know how to sell insurance, bonds, but never learn Shakespeare or the Lake Poets. But later I was a student in Germany. I tried to learn German same way, you know. I went to English garden and tried to get the attention of my girlfriend. I said, Kleine Blumen, Kleine Blätter, Streuen wenig Kleider Hand, Gute Junge, Frühlingsgut, Tenderlohn, Häufwein, Bundesbahn. Oh, you're quoting our great poet Goethe. They all knew that. But anyway, that's how I learned pronunciation too. Very simple. I never learned it through Webster's Dictionary. Hell, it's a waste of time anyway. So I, you know, read uh, these conventional poets like Alexander Pope and John Dryden. But now, secure the painted vessel glides. The sunbeam trembling on the floating tides, glides and tides. I knew how to memorize. You know, that's how I learned. Now, later, it happened that I was teaching. I slipped in the, these were translations I did last 30 years. Never got paid for that. Like the Japanese, which I got paid plenty, you know, when paintings had the Japanese poems. They wanted to translate that. So I said, Biju ni naku, kawaji no ko ekikeba, mukasi omo waruru. I got paid for that. For Chinese, you know, the famous uh, poet, you know, early this century, Da Yunming, he wrote a beautiful poem, Four Seasons. Chun shui wan shatu, shai yun ta yibung, chu yui yung ming hui, tung yang shu go shung. I got paid for that. Spring water fills four ponds. Summer clouds have magic peaks. Autumn moon shines brilliant light. And winter's gulch licks the lone pine. 
Now here, Korean, first time I'm giving in public anything. I don't know if it's going to be any good. But these were written during the Three Kingdoms and Korea Dynasty. That was time about the time when Marco Polo went to China. And then Li Dynasty last 400 years, 500 years. This is one of the earliest. Earliest ones were written in Chinese. That doesn't mean Chinese scholar could read Korean poems. Such a poet as Kim Sakat, Mr. Kim, he writes in Korean vernacular. No Chinese could read that at all. Although Korean poets in classical style, as Wen Li style, could be read. This supposed to be over 2,000 years old. I translated. Flap, flap, golden nightingale, two for every pair of wings. Oh, this body all alone, whom shall I fly home with now? Now, the Korean poets I quote here except one whom I translated to the Francis Kelly. And these were years accumulations. I'm not sure whether they're good or not, but I need this one called uh, the uh, Grass Roof, from which I got the title of that particular book. It symbolizes, I read here, Chodang in a grass roof idly I lay, a kamungo for a pillow. I wanted to see in my dreams kings of utopian ages. But the faint sound came to my door of fishers flutes far away, breaking my sleep. That's exactly how we felt. When I was brought up in that sleeping village in Korea, I thought that was so perfectly wonderful. If Japanese had left us alone, we'd read and read, we were taught to read. The great Sung Dynasty poets, like So Dung Pa, who wrote then Li Dai Bo, Tang Dynasty poet, Du Bu, and all great poets. But we were learned after long. We had learned Western science, Japanese taught us. That's why when I ran away, this was that symbol. We couldn't dream, the dream of utopian ages, we had run away. You never go back to become a child once more. That's why I use this. This is called peach blossoms. Tohanan musun nilo, hongjangul jiyonese, dongpung sewe, I pronounce in the poor Chinese pronunciation I happen to know. Uh, as a child, I went to school in Peking and Manchuria, but I pronounce the Korean vernacular. Chinese 
characters which would be more like Tang Dynasty of 1300 years ago rather than, say, uh, Mandarin today or Canton dialect. Nunmurun Mogumun Samtune Chuyang Hayo, Kurusoro Hanora. To what end do beech blossoms dawn a cosmetic rose? East, east wind blows the slender rain until they are drunken with tears. Springtide soon easily goes. I'm sorry for such flowers. Most of these are without names because Koreans care for, at this time, their poems. They don't care about signing the names. This one happened to be Lee Jung-bo 100 years ago. Chagire yilhwa ge hago, kumire yilhwa ge ra. Chagire hwajang ho yonal, kumire hwai ge ra. Hai ilo inlyoklo hanyi, aninol go oira. Yesterday one flower opened, today one flower has bloomed. Yesterday flower was full, today flower is blown. The flower is always passing. Man too grows old. Shall he not take his pleasure as he can? Of course, Koreans took the Chinese cultural elements, which is the oldest existing cultural elements, you know, older than Greece, or uh, Egyptian has died when Alexander was conquered. Greece too. Roman Empire was gone almost 2,000 years ago. But Chinese culture remains in Japan, in Korea, in southeastern Vietnam, just same. And uh, that was uh, the kind that still the Koreans, uh, many believed. Uh, Korean love songs are very bitter and ironic sometimes, but you forget about Western idea of love songs passionately sung by, say, Hamlet. Doubt that stars are fire, doubt that sun doth move, doubt the truth will be a liar, never doubt I loved. Not that kind. It's a more symbolical. I remember a classmate of mine in Germany, Mr. Chen, not my friend here, Professor Chen. Uh, we took philology class together uh, under a German professor in Munich. He said, Khan, I have a date with a Fräulein tonight. Could you tell me how to be nice to her? I told him, you know, you, you learned how to kiss. Give a passionate kiss and take her to a show. And he didn't know how do you kiss. Well, you ask Professor Lake, he'll teach you. And uh, <laughs> Professor Lake was anti-Hitler, you know, in the 30s when we were in Germany. He always said, hi, Hitler. When the students stood up, you know, hi, Hitler. He, Mr. Chen asked Professor Lake, how do you kiss a girl? He says, you know, you just do it, do it. Well, <laughs> Professor, tell me, when you kiss a girl, do you suck or you blow her? <laughs> well, Anyway, uh, that's a different type, you know. 
not the uh, Chinese despise sex at all. Uh, Confucian school taught us, you know, you uh, glorify great men as much as you do a beautiful women, you know. But this is the kind they write. Neginen bengi opsa, chamotiro bengi roda. Kodungi da jin hani, dalgi uro sedorok. Ome imsenga kada, chanunjaki opsera. I have no sickness. My sickness is not being able to sleep. My solitary lamp is exhausted. The cock passes away on his crowing. In a trance, I think of my lover. I have not slept all the night. Really, it means minister in the feudal age, glorifying and loving his king. Very often, these love, passionate love songs are ministers, cabinet members writing for the king, not to a woman. This is one of the songs uh, the Koreans like going out fishing. 주강의 밤이 드니 물결이 천오라라 낚시 들이오니 거기 아니 문어라 무심한 달빛만 씻고 빈배로 돌아오다. Night on the autumn river, waves on the way water sleeping. The line is cast, the fish do not bite, unfeeling moonlight only in an empty home turning boat. Uh, we have a very famous Korean writer Mr. Kim, who wrote probably, you know, his book on, very famous book on the diving girls in Jeju Island. He's here with us. He's sitting on the back. He would know, to explain to you all about the symbols behind these lines. Who says, uh, uh, 늙은이도 이러한가 꽃보면 밤 같고 잠 잡으면 웃음 난다 추풍에 흘러는 백바라 내들의 하리요 They found life was very complicated and perplexing You couldn't solve any complicated problems Though many of them do not follow the Confucian path to be a nicey, nicey, goody, goody, and pass over. And some of them become Taoistic. The greatest thing that you can do is do nothing. Everything will be done. The best government is government that does not have many laws. You do nothing. The best painter never paints a picture. Greatest poet never writes any poems because, you know, the empty space is utility of all things. Utility of this room is not you or the uh, lights, chairs, but the empty space, because it is empty, you are able to place yourself. So these are some of the Taoist ideas. And uh, a Chinese philosopher at the time of Mancius, 
follow the same idea. His name was Yang Ju, opposite of Mo Di, you know. Who says I am old? It cannot be if I'm old, then how is it? That I look gladly at a flower, for me the wine cup flows with laughter. If white flocks flutter in the spring wind, can they be helped? You tell me the allowed time, then I'll cut it off that time. This is uh, Korean scholars and poets hate politicians and government. And even today, they hate that. We have introduced supposed to be democratic, but it's a, one of the lousiest governments, you know. And we have help the, the loudest groups we are doing in Vietnam, such as General Key, who ran opium trade, and then who was a spy of Japan and spy of France. I know that what I'm talking about, a member of Vietnam Club in Paris. Not because it's good, but because it's the cheapest place I could live on. Two francs could get fresh fish and fresh rice, fresh leathers. When nine francs they charge it outside. But we know, in South Korea, we had some of the rottenest politicians like Syngman Rhee and the dummies in Washington, ambassadors, you know. We're doing the same thing in Vietnam today. So naturally, good men had to retire in mountain solitude, <laughs> sang their songs. These are some of the songs. Murare Krimja Jini, Tarewe Junganda. One of these monks who were. Shadow is made on the water. On the bridge, Hermit is walking. Stay there. You heard me stay. I would ask where you were going. But to the white clouds pointing, silent. He holds his way. Jugo, Ijaya Hara, Sarazo, Kuroya Hara, Jugo, Ikido, Opko, Sara, Kurigido, Opta, Jonimga, Hanmar, Hansam, Hasura, Saseng, Keltan, Harida. Should I choose death and forget? Should I choose life and ask my hunger? It is hard to die and forget. It is hard to live and hunger. Oh, love, give me only one word more. I will choose to die or to live. Korean songs are mostly short like that. If telephone rings, you know, when you began first line, you could finish it before you answer the <laughs> telephone. Of course, that's the idea Chinese had too, Chinese songs. Some of the best are four lines, 20 characters. And Japanese, what they call haiku, even shorter than uda or tanka. They're very short. Of course, Edgar Allan Poe, express that in philosophy of composition beautifully, you know. Short enough to be read a single sitting. 
And that same idea, uh, he, exp uh, Chinese way back, expressed. That's why they're uh, very short. Modern Kareurgo, Nimun Chapko Aninoni, Sergangun Cheraldongo, Kalkirun Cholidora, Jonima Ganunar Chapti Margo, Jonan Herr Jabara, Jinan Herr Jabara. The horse calls to be an off. Oh, sweetheart, do not hold me. The evening sun is setting on the peak. My road to travel is a thousand li. Li is a Chinese way of measuring. Uh, it's uh, shorter than Japanese li. Uh, about three li makes one mile in English. Oh, sweetheart, how the traveler must be going. Hold back the sun from setting. Keep me not. Sezange Yaktomanko Tunankari Itahade Jungboinan Kariopko Imijil Yagyomne Tura Ikoboiginan Huchane Karira. There are many drugs in the world, and there are sharp knives also. But there is no knife that can cut away love. There is no drug that can make memory go. Then never mind the memory and the cutting. Eternity will see to both of these. This is about 300 years old. Uh, a poet we identify, Li Jungbo. Kwangtunge Torin Iwaga Omegali Dictaga Kajie Mot Mosro Gomitre Colioni Jogomie Nakwainjul Morgo Navijapta Hanora Mad wind seizes the pear blossoms this way, that way are shaken, languishing for their boughs above. They lie in a way that spider has woven. He does not know those fallen flowers from a swarm of butterflies. <laughs> 